0: Ordeal. I'm gonna, uh, I did not see the dinosaurs coming.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but we got part three for you guys. However, it was closer to thirty seconds, well, three minutes, than it was to three seconds. So mm, okay. So I was right. However, it also took a lot longer than I thought. Um, however, the train coming in was a big surprise. <laughs> yeah. Dinosaurs I can handle. Monster trains off the rails. Yeah,
0: that was a pain. And then the seagulls coming in was just unwelcome. Stop back now.
1: Okay, so welcome to part three again. And so, Smurf the Lost Village. This one,
0: at the end... They make their noble sacrifice, and then get unsacrificed.
1: Mm-hmm. It's... It was Tear of the Pokemon. That was good. Don't you no. compare those. I'm Don't not- you compare those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it was, like, basically the exact same scene. Like, it was a rip It was. Um, but just, like, they're all... Smurfette dies because of plot magic, even though how they did it wouldn't have worked unless she could cast magic herself. But... But the ending that they had for it doesn't even really make sense unless it's unless Smurfette could cast magic herself, which they kind of established that she can't. But whatever. But anyways, she made this big sacrifice and she died. She was returned back into the lump of clay that she was when Gargamel made her. And so, then, as they're mourning her, they're all like in a big circle holding hands, woo, swirly, swirly, swirly. And then they're all like, we miss her, we. And then she comes back to life. But it's really annoying that they did that because one they hadn't established that that could happen like at all um and two they're just kind of erasing the consequences like it was her that got everybody kind of stuck and captured in the first place it was kind of her fault and i mean there's not much she could have done she didn't know and there's not much she could have done to avoid it so it's not like a big grievance but it's just kind of
0: annoying because i'm using this as an example but it happens all over for example doctor who yeah, last regeneration sacrificed himself. Eh, let's just give him new ones. We are making too much money. Gallifrey yes. was destroyed, except for this guy and this guy and oh everyone.
1: hmm And then, um what is it Liv and Maddie at the end I hate that song. She's <laughs> the doctor was like, Don't sing, you'll lose your voice. And then she sings and then
0: she loses her voice for like three episodes and then it she was gets like like everything. A month. And then she gets all these contract offers, and oh, this and this and this, and like, no. And she gets to go on to Broadway, and it's like, guys, come on. What are you telling kids? You're telling them, ignore your doctors. It's so
1: annoying. And it's just, <sighs> And freaking, when Maddie couldn't play basketball, she just couldn't play basketball. And she had to live with it.
0: And then Liv is like, with I'm a rockstar, genuine woo! medical problem, ignored her doctor went through minimal recovery time.
1: And then she was able to sing, like, woo! And it's like, guys, come on, there should be consequences. She ignored her doctors, she went against her parents, against her twin sister, who was trying to look out for her, and basically everybody except for her fans that she doesn't even actually know, who probably would have understood, and probably if she had like gotten some sort of fundraising thing going, I
0: would have paid for her medical procedure. I kept waiting for Maddie to go up and say, just explain it to the audience while mm-hmm. they were holding Liv in the back room closet. And that would have been fine. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, we have to delay this. She's going to lose her voice. Yeah. And they just had to delay it. Just put it off for a little bit. And it's
1: like, why are you awful? But, so that was disappointing. But, so that that is my big complaint about... Storytelling Greg for the episode. Yep, that's right. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Wak Fu is still wonderful. <laughs> um, <laughs> continues three. to be great. Season 3, the main bad guy is, uh, Oropo is his name, and he is a different version of Yugo. Huh. Like, so in the movie, he got the dofus, which are dragon okay. eggs, so they're like these huge, powerful artifacts. Mm-hmm. He got six of them. The big bad guy had the other six. They're 12 total. Um, and so, he had six of them, but he doesn't know how to control them, because he's still young. And he doesn't retain any of his memories from his reincarnation. And there's a lot of stuff in here that you pro- guys probably won't understand unless you've seen the show, but it's a good show once you get past, like, the first half of the first season and they actually start developing the story. Once they start developing the story, it's wonderful, but it takes a little while to get there. Um, but the... It's... What happens is there's so much power in him that he can't control, he brings a bunch of his different versions of himself into reality and sends them to the dawn of time. And these, these are, like another species of eeliotropes and they call themselves eliotropes just because that's the only name they have for themselves because they only get bits and pieces of Yugo's memories every time he relives over and over. They only get bits and pieces. And so but every time one of them dies, then um their energy gets spread into all the others, like the one. And so Oropo is the last one. And so he's he, he's pretty awesome. Um
0: and, and they have Frieza in the third season.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Adami is Yugo's dragon brother. And in the first two seasons, he is like this chubby mini thing. Not chibi. Chubby little thing with giant lips that look they, like they belong on the Joker. And now in the new season, they made him like super tall with a giant tail. He looks nothing like the other human avatars of the dragons.
0: And he, he's a moody teenager,
1: Frieza. Yeah. He really is. And it's, it's funny because, like, the entire season, you're like, Adamai, you suck. Adamai, you suck. You betrayed everyone. You suck. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, by the way, Oropo is Yugo. And it's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense as to why they called each other brothers and why Adamai was actually willing to help him. Because it was a consequence of Yugo's mistake and he was trying to help. But Oropo is. I, I enjoy him. However, he's not as good as, of a villain as
0: Kilby or Knox. That's too bad.
1: Um, just because, like, there's a lot of symbolism with him, like, storytelling symboli-
0: yeah. symbolism, so I'm totally okay with it. It's less him and more what it means, yeah. what he stands for, is um, the focus of this season.
1: Because uh, it
0: was, Yugo made a mistake,
1: and Oropo actually, where Yugo has dragons in the final fights, like, walk through circling dragons, and they go this huge epic showdown of awesomeness. It was great. Um, Oropo had owls. So Oropo had these wakfu owls circling around him as like this energy symbol of power, whereas well, Yugo had the dragons, and I just think that's kind of cool because it's like the symbolism of an owl is like a ghost or a shade, something silent. That they also symbolize death a lot of the time. Yeah, something silent that just comes in for the kill. And Oropo is Yugo, sort of, so Yugo cannot beat him. So he has to have everybody else help him, and still they can't beat him. It was Oropo finally figuring out that he can be his own person and then sacrificing himself, is how it finally ended. Which, given with all of those epic showdowns and hard decision end of the fights, it like he had to kill Nox because of what he was going to do, and Kilby he had to lock back into this eternal prison, and then Oropo just ends. And it's like, oh. But they focus a lot on what you Oropo knows Yugo, so he like. He knows that Yugo wishes there were another way to have stopped Nox and Kilby, so he tortures Yugo with that over and over, and he just brings him back up, messes with his head, and that's how he keeps Yugo down for so long, and then when they do fight, he still wins. And it's it's pretty great. And then...
0: Personal. Spoilers warning.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I probably should have. Um, but, and then Personal and um, Rubelax. They fuse, so now he has a shape-shifting arm, and um, there's, there's a lot of character development for everyone except for Evangeline and Amelia. So, and then Ruel has a wife, and it's funny because you don't really think about it. He, like, brings it up in passing every once in a while in the series, just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And then in this one, it's like, yeah, he has a wife, and you're like, wait a minute, that can't be right. (laughs) <laughs>
0: Stay right, back or I jump, money. <laughs> <laughs> Stay back or I jump. Wait a minute, that can't be right. <laughs> mm.
1: if you will be able to lay a finger on me. <laughs> Told you so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, that's a funny movie. Mm.
1: But I—that I, was a long spiel.
0: <laughs> yep. Ten minutes. <laughs> Tammy talking.
1: Yep. Deal with it. <laughs> I mean, they listen to—they've uh, already listened to like an hour of us talking, so. Hmm. And Paris is probably pretty frustrated with me for like, spoiling all of Walkthrough for a bit. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to get you to watch it and you just never do.
0: There are other things I'm watching.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not like you don't do that to me. Oh, I do it
1: all the time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sure there's something I you've haven't watched 3-0 yet halfway because Paris gets annoyed. <laughs> <by> <laughs> I'm sure there's something you've spoiled for me. Uh, I'm sure. So. I feel bad about it, but not super bad. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a movie, super bad. Uh, I think it is a movie. Super hot is a
0: game. <laughs>
1: Count Hot Stuff. <laughs> Our German vampire.
0: Elinko mm. uh, and Count Hot Stuff have a crossover event. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, um, uh, there's Elinko and the Ladle of Justice, and we need to make Count, Count Hot Stuff, stuff That's and, the, what we'll do. and the Castle of Drab. <laughs> Castle
1: of Drab. <laughs> To <laughs> swole to control. <laughs> but maybe that's what we'll do for this week. We'll like have a short story that we narrate. <laughs> we'll just do a short story for one of these and narrate it. Holinko, the ladle of
0: justice. <laughs> okay, uh, so I've been thinking about how how I would have done the story for Breath of the Wild. You know, nonstop since it came out. Yeah. And I have such a good story. Yes, that is showing up and being recorded. Good. <laughs> Well, five points if you can guess what that was. It was a llama. <laughs> okay, it actually does look like a llama head.
1: <laughs> See? <laughs> it was a llama. <laughs> oh, man. oh, boy. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> what was I saying? I had uh, a Good story. Of... Good story for Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. You have a really good story for it, because you've yeah. been
0: thinking about it nonstop for, like, yeah. half a year. It. There's, there's, there's a lot of things. Like, new race. Uh, the Mika. The Mika. New source of power, new character, new interactions with the champions, because the champions were totally underused. Mm-hmm. Not having that stupid Goron. <laughs> Put in the minish.
1: You mean the little wimpy guy? Yeah. Or, okay.
0: Yeah. With the weird eyes and yeah. this terrible voice. Yeah, no Goron should ever be forced to sound like that. it's a shame
1: upon the entire Legend of Zelda franchise. <laughs> Not just the Goron race.
0: And dead princess to get the Minish in there, new technology, better weapons, and backstory for the weapons. I haven't figured out that one broadsword, though, the rusty broadsword. I'm still thinking about that, because it has to be perfect. (laughs) I'm still working on that one, because it has to be just great. But, like, and new use of gameplay to tell the story, like they could have done so easily. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm working on getting it written down a bit. But, one thing I think would have been really awesome is if when you get the Mika stone and you pick it up and you got on it and uh, it says user login and there's link and you select it, insert password, you can't get it. And so there's new user, create new user and you can't do link and so it forces you to have a different name to keep the story going where it needs to go. <laughs>
1: And oh, so man. you
0: come out of the cave, you find the old man, you talk to him, and you he introduces himself as just a hermit guy. You introduce yourself as the name you picked, because you don't know what your name is supposed to be. And he's like, huh. He looks surprised when you tell him your name. And he says, okay then, and recovers and talks to you. And then you go through and do the shrines, but instead of the Sheikah monks, its uh, they're just on a pedestal. And no, like the, it could be a it's pedestal. It's
1: action over here. <laughs>
0: There's a pedestal, and you interact with it, and blue light runs up your arm and through your body, instead of the tears. That would be so much cooler. And then, I think, yes, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. And as you're going through, you do that, and then you, that's the plateau, because there wasn't a lot of story in there, and... Except that one broadsword. And the guardians are there and the the temple's ruined and all the things. Most of the plateau is exactly the same. And so you go up to the roof after you get the... And talk to the guy and he's like... Reveals to you that you're the Kylian champion. And so that happens and like in the game. And he's like... But he says his daughter's spirit is trapped instead of his daughter. Because that's stupid. Why would she be alive? Mm -hmm. And it makes it more of a sacrifice and permanent consequences. Which is the whole point of the game. And so you go off the plateau, and you can go anywhere, but with the story, on uh, it, it's kind of recommends subtly that you go to this place with the enemies being tougher in other places. And you can, uh, and it, you go to this place, and there's a tree with a small hole in it, and you look in, and you see a little village, and the Minish Town song plays in that forest. And you walk around, and you see that it triggers a cutscene if you go to this big stump, and it's these little, little Minish, and they're talking, and you hear them, and you see them, and you look down at them, and they look up at you, and they kind of freak out that you can see them. And because only, children because can only, only kids can see the Minish. Minish. The Minish cannot be seen by anyone over a certain age. So they're kind of freaking out, and uh, they run off and get the elder and come back, and he's like, ah, oh, that's super weird. And gets you to shrink and go into the village. And he's like, we can grow you back. You're fine. It's temporary. Come and visit. See this stuff. And then you go in and you walk around town and there's a the shop and the people and you go into the blacksmith shop and the inventor workshop place. And he's got a little guardian he's working on. And he looks, the bell rings when you open the door. He looks up and he sees you and he, the guardian kind of, uh, it hasn't been glowing, but starts glowing. And he looks up at you and he looks angry and, uh, he looks to the elder who is next to you kind of talk well in there okay the elder comes by and is kind of talking to you and the guy the minish workshop person looks at the elder and says what is that thing doing in my shop <laughs> and he says calm down well there's no he's uh, he's not who you think he is and he gets mad and he sticks his guardian on you and you get the to- you get to fight it and uh uh, da, 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 da. And they just send guardians at you until one of your weapons shatters. And then he, uh, and th- through the fight, the elder's trying to convince the workshop owner to stop sending the guardians in. And, uh, okay. You still got time. Okay. And the, uh, the, once your weapon shatters, and the blue light is coming out. The elder says, see, look, that is not the power of calamity. And so the workshop owner, tinker guy, calls off the guardians and he, they kind of talk to you. And so you find out, uh, and the king of Hyrule tells the story about how they unearthed the guardians, and uh, da, 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 and he says they were invented, this technology was invented, and uh, he, he thinks it's the shrine of resurrection. And so in the, in the workshop, the guy who sent the guardians after you is kind of, Asking you some questions about why you're here, what you're doing, and you don't remember. And the elder tells him that he's uh, he can see the Minish, which means he's young, and he came from the Great Plateau, where the uh, where the Hylians had taken a their champion to the. Uh, uh, organism modification chamber or imbuement chamber let's go with that one the imbuement chamber and uh, that was a hundred years ago and there was a righteous person in it and uh, he kind of calms down and explains to you that you have this special power to imbue your weapons with that blue light which fights off the calamity as well as empowering your weapons but it can't The weapons can't handle the strength of it, so they eventually shatter. And then you're like, oh, okay. And the uh, Minish elder kind of whispers to the other guy, and you don't know that, but he's explaining that he can see the Minish, which means he's not the Hylian champion that was brought, and he's a new person. He's just been born, which is why he can see the Minish. And so after that, they kind of... uh, wish you well, and they tell you about how uh, the Mika were the race of people who built the current guardians. Uh, Their guardians were able to be taken over by Calamity because they were copying Minish tech, but didn't know how to quite right, and they didn't install proper firewalls. They didn't have protection (laughs) against being taken over. Magical
1: firewalls, mind you. (laughs)
0: Yes. They didn't have the proper magical firewalls because they were studying the Minish technology without the help of the Minish. And so then uh, that happened, and they ask you to. They explain that you have the power to banish the calamity from these things that were taken over, and that's what sends you on the quest to stop the divine beasts. And then more stuff happens, but we're kind of running out of time. Okay. And? Well, but, so uh, if you would. Paris
1: has like a little blip of uh, What Happened, written, like, the clothes that you find at the beginning, he's got, like, a backstory for those, so, uh, we might do, like, a narration thing and release that with the episode, if that's okay with you. Okay. It, I yeah. mean, it's your story, so I'm want to uh, do that like, now? Huh? Yeah. Oh, um, okay, I can pull it up. So, uh, we'll probably release that as, it'll either be part four, or it'll just be the,
0: a different name. It'll probably be a different name. Um, and then, uh, th- this isn't in sequence, but wh- all the Hylians and Sheikah are trying to convince you that you're the Hylian champion and your memory's just fuzzy, and, uh, you can, it'll have slightly different dialogue depending on if you've been at the Minish Village before, like, where you know that you aren't the Highland Champion, and then there's more story to what the Imbuement Chamber was and why things (laughs) happened, and I've been thinking about this,
1: yeah, and we'll have to, like, make separate timelines, different paths you can go down, like, so it'll be like a choose-your-own-adventure game, but you're just listening to it. I think yeah, that That would be cool. We'll, we'll make that into a series. If comments we give them the vote what to do at the bottom. Yeah. Which decision to, That would be awesome. That, that would. Do, do the thing. Um, <laughs> which divine beast do you want to go to first? Uh, and we'll like set up the. The do beginning will be to... the same. The beginning will set it up to be the same. So it'll go through those steps just as a story. And then you'll, we'll diverge.
0: Um, I think this is a spot. Comments anywhere except the castle. Where do you want to go? Yeah. Anywhere but the castle and the whole map. And we will create, like, a path to get there
1: through narration and... That's d- actually a really canon. cool idea. Comments, do the thing. I'm excited. <laughs> so, uh, we will post about this. Uh, we have. We should have a website by time this is up, so we will have stuff about it on there. Uh, we will have... Um, this could be a thing. I'm excited. I'll even announce it on Gamespez about us doing this uh, with the Greyport review I'm doing. Uh, that. So also go check out GameSpaz. It's us. If you enjoy our humor and you're looking for board games to play with family, party games, stuff like that, then go check that out. It's We're running it, so um, it's our same humor, our same voice. It's just reading (laughs) instead of listening. So um, Paper voice. Yeah, paper voice. Digital. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, go check that out at GameSpaz.com and BoxOfRandom.net, and we might have one more by time we decide on stuff. Uh, It could be anywhere from Plune to Spirit of Timmy. So uh, I'm kind of leaning towards Spirit of Timmy. (laughs) Yeah. um, Alright, so there's a backstory for that, and we will tell it to you. Social media, Facebook, Tumblr, Patreon. Thank you. And we will <laughs> I'm never you. saying that, but I like that you do. <laughs> okay. Well, I just don't... I'm, I'm gonna mess it up. Um, <laughs> like, pakakaka. Or whatever it was. Box around and Um, So, uh, hopefully we'll see you in the story, and hopefully you enjoy that, and if we can get this going, that's something We can that, do it for other games, too. Yeah, this isn't something that we're going to exclusively do for Breath of the Wild, and this, judging by how excited we are for it, this isn't gonna be something we're gonna stop, either. So... Thank you for listening. Please go check that out. And uh, we love you all. Yes, no? Sure. Okay. You can speak for yourself. Um, well, I said <laughs> we, so I, I, I can't you really... may or may not be lying I, lying. I think I love like half of them, and then if you like, love the other half collectively, we can say that we love them all.
0: So. That, that can work. Okay. Well, all right. I'll see you, Terry, someday eventually.